0: Thank you, John. Go Do whatever you want to do there. You're going to do something with me. I, I I'll, I'll get up what's happened in just a moment there because I want to just look at some of the comments that have come in today. And um, if he had made an allegation that people who got compensation are still cutting turf, that is not correct. The facts are that people who got compensation are not cutting turf. The other option is relocation. Those people will keep cutting turf on their private property or their bank until such time the relocation bog is ready. While some have already done so, they are still working on the rest. Deputy Fitzmaurice did not hear the start of the interview and is calling on people to withdraw their remarks if they said that people are still cutting turf. Um, that is, If they got compensation, that is incorrect. So we're... Happy to clarify that uh, from there. Uh, Tony Dunn, by the way, is um, the winner uh, today in association with the team from Aran Island Ferries. And Tony's got himself either a pair of tickets to go along uh, to um, the Iron Islands. He can get to, to go to Rossaville and go to any of the uh, islands over there. Or he can get a ferry ticket for two in Galway City, docks uh, to Inishmore and then back via the Cliffs of Moher, which is a lovely way to come back. And uh, further details on that from... Iron Island Ferries website as well. A couple of quick things before I go to my next guest is um, Nee McNeil has turned 50 on Friday. He tried to keep it a secret but he blurted it out by mistake when I was talking to him about something else this morning. Uh, So he turned 50 uh, last Friday. So if you know him or you see him about or you see his wife about uh, down on Spanish Arch, you can just wish him a happy birthday. Um, By the way, we're getting calls in relation to uh, something that was on social media last evening in relation to um, a, but, a famous butcher shop, indeed, Collins Butcher Shop in Galway, and a, a statement that was made yesterday. That, that's that's an illegal kind of an area currently, and I'm not going there. And people are wondering why we're not talking about it. And there's there's a bit to run on that, so there is, and there's a lot going on behind the scenes. I think, out of respect to the family, we're going to let that happen. And um, other bits and pieces, too. Uh, I'll get to, to those in a minute. I'm absolutely delighted, thrilled, and excited, though, so I am. Um, because uh, the Drew Theatre Company are coming back to town with what I have to say is one of the finest productions to give you a bit of a belly of a laugh as, as well. Uh, their five-star production of The Last Return by Sonia Kelly, who's a really talented writer, uh, returns to Galway in spring 2023. And again, you can get further details, so you can, from the Drew Theatre Company. But Anna Healy is one of the cast in this, and she joins me on the line today. Anna, good morning to you.
1: Good morning, Keith.
0: How are you? I'm wonderful. And I think this production is absolutely off the wall, beautifully, crazily cracked. (laughs) And I actually thought that Gary Hines had lost her mind altogether because I saw this. I saw uh, you had was it in the Druid?
1: July it would be last year in Druid. Yeah,
0: And it was in Druid. So it was and I never saw Druid looking the way that it looked like. And and did you play the receptionist in this? Yeah,
1: that's right. I'm the ticket, ticket, ticket. seller. Um, I love your character. is the name of my
0: character. <laughs> I love your character. You're so cool. <laughs> You're just magical.
1: just magical. I love her as well. She just she just holds the line. She stays in her own lane. She so doesn't get involved there. in anyone else's <laughs> antics. And she's plenty of her own antics.
0: It so. just shows, though, going back to what I said about uh, Sonia Kelly's writing. I mean, what a brain it took to write that whole production from beginning to end. Well...
1: it's, we're 10 months in now as we bring her home to Galway. And usually by this stage, if you do a long run of a show, you'd be ready to just climb up the walls. But I love this play. There are so many layers to it. And it's so beautifully handed to the audience. You know, you, you, they, if you don't want to take any of the, the deeper metaphors out of it, you can just have a really good laugh and a really good night out. But it's, got, it's still revealing itself to me. I think she's a genius.
0: She is. I mean, her previous one, I think, was called Furniture. Right. It was Furniture. That was
1: yeah, also Furniture. hilarious.
0: But we are funnier. No, yeah. you're, you're, you're a thousand times funnier. Like, to be honest, <laughs> with all due respect, when I think of Druid, I don't associate comedy with it. That's why I think I was so shocked in July when I went in. And it was a tight enough space. The storyline, the writing, the, the performance by you absolutely knocked it out of the park Thank altogether. You.
1: Thank you. Um, and the pace of it, like it's just come, what I love I, I said it the other day um, to the guys in the cast, I love the way the audience ends up disgracing themselves because yeah. we start off with a nice theatre audience who are having a little chuckle here and there. It starts really small and then it just expands and expands <coughs> until they're baying for blood, roaring with laughter. There was one woman in Limerick there a couple of weeks ago, I thought she was going to have to go to hospital, she was <sighs> she was guffawing. Makes like your phone off her seat.
0: Laughing. It becomes kind of raucous all right, Jade. it just becomes yeah, kind of yeah, raucous. Yeah, stuff yeah. In there.
1: Um, and, and then by the end of it, we're disgracing ourselves because we're laughing at, you know, really dastardly deeds, like roaring laughing and looking for it to get worse.
0: Mm.
1: So anyway, it's uh, it's a fabulous piece.
0: I'm not giving anything away because the storyline itself and Sonia's writing stands just impeccably. Uh, yeah. the, the introduction of the army officer, I just nearly wet myself. I have to say.
1: Oh well, <laughs> I think that's it's sort of that's exactly halfway through if you're looking at the page numbers, and it's just like it it, it ramps everything up a hundred thousand percent and says, "Okay, we really are in something wild here, and this is going wild." <laughs>
0: <Just> <laughs> and that was a turning point for me. Turning point for you. So totally. that happened. I said, "Oh sweet mother of God, where are we going here?" And it <laughs> Where just, are we going and, now? And you kept going. You just like. You reminded me, and please don't take offence in any way, but you reminded me of the late the nun that used to be in Derry Girls.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> you, you, I've forgotten her. Was she called Sister Michael? I can't Sister remember. Michael, yeah, yeah. yeah. She you, just she's you, not to be moved. This woman. She's the system. She's pulling the <laughs> line. She's dishing out the rules. And, you know, remember, if you're to be empathetic to her, which you have to be when you're acting a character, she hasn't actually got a ticket to sell them at that stage. No. She's waiting on the returns to come in. Yeah. So they just have to wait.
0: Yeah. You know? and patience is a virtue. And I mean, <laughs> yeah. how many of the cast is in it? Because they came and went for it so quickly I didn't get to count them all.
1: So there's there's five of us. So there's four people in the queue. Oh, actually, plus an unknown fifth who's left their bag on a chair. Oh, yes. So there's five people in the queue and there's me. So there's six of us in total. And then there's another little surprise at the end.
0: Yeah. And that surprise at the end brought a tear to my eye because, do you know what, Uh It's, it's even more poignant now, so it is
1: it totally totally is you know and when when it, with the wider uh, metaphor of the play being about uh, grabbing what you can get and and in a war situation taking territory and sense of entitlement yeah. at all cost yeah. it really is
0: poignant now. It is, yeah. it is and th- just the end of it, I can't wait to see it again when are you coming to town by the way I have to, che- I have to check my diary.
1: We start tomorrow we, we've only, we're there from tomorrow till Saturday and we have a matinee on Saturday afternoon now sadly there's very little availability left for any of the evening shows which are at 8 o'clock but we still have a bit of availability for the 2.30 on Saturday So
0: I, I would urge we and I, should don't, be. Don't, I don't do this very often so I don't um, Anna But I would urge anybody that hasn't seen this production to go along to it. it. It is one of the productions of productions. Uh, oh call, that's call. so kind
1: um, I do agree with you so I would urge them as well because what I would love to see is a return's queue outside it so that outside the theatre is doing the same as what's happening inside the play Because so, it was it was like that in Edinburgh it went mad so we, we sold out in Edinburgh and then we had a return's queue outside and for a little while I went out and joined the box office and worked with them in the box office yeah. with such a good laugh, really it, funny
0: it, I was reading the brief last night um, Getting ready for today, and then we read it again when we Queen And then, when I saw you were coming on, and then I, I googled you, I googled you, and said, that she? she's the receptionist, <laughs> that's the reception, or the, the ticket master, or the ticket giver, or whatever. T- ticket, ticket person. person. <laughs> ticket person.
1: She I even, don't even um, have a name <laughs> in the show,
0: I'm just called <laughs> Ticket Person. She <laughs> analyzed you, and uh. <laughs> I was coming out of a rather depressive. I was watching something that I'll tell the listeners about later, a piece of um, the a, a, a series that I, we were watching. And I was kind of depressed. And I just said, I'd have a look now tomorrow morning to see what can I expect early in the morning. And I just smi- <laughs> I smiled to myself. I thought, the madness. And I did she- I did cry at the end. And I'm, I'd be kind of like that anyway. I've cried the film as well. i be kind of soppy like that. I did cry. Gritty. I did cry the, at the very end. And you know what happens. And I'm not going to tell them. I do. And no. what happened. Andrew. What happened at the end? And I thought, oh, and I really got emotional. And Joan looked at me, and our oh. son was with me. And was with me. And he said, "I think he was looking at me. I think he thought I'd drink take or something." Happened <laughs> <you? Yeah. laughs> but I did because it was so poignant to what we're going through right across the world today.
1: Yeah, and she turns the whole piece on a sixpence in that one moment. It's it's absolutely beautiful. Cool and you know what? I challenge you to come and see it again because I think we've we've perfected it now. We clunked into it a bit at the very beginning. We weren't quite sure because the whole piece was very hard to find from a performance perspective. You know, is it's it's as. You, it's very surreal, um, but then we have it now. We have a right now, you know. So you you're bawling, or laughing, crying, and and or sorry, crying with laughter, and then bawling, crying by the end of it. You know.
0: Uh, did you notice other so, people elsewhere in the country that they would get upset just at that point?
1: Oh yeah, and much more now that we've matured into it, you know,
0: it's, oh yeah, well, yeah, 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 by, yeah. By the way, in case anybody thinks that it's, it's 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 just so so beautifully written and so beautifully done and it brings yeah. closure. So it's not as if somebody gets shot around, it's not like that at all, it's just, it's the poignancy. It's just very
1: poignant, it's the just poignancy
0: really of the human the is acting. what it is. Yeah, it is, yeah, it really is. I, 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 yeah. have, I have to talk to my boss at home and see what is she, she's trying to keep me busy at weekends over the last two weekends because... Um, she? Would oh, she yeah. not come out herself, like, bring her with you? Oh, am I in Castlebar, I mean, I've been told oh. the headphones are will be in Bar on Saturday. Oh, all right, I okay, okay. That, okay. But, so, you know better than I, more than I do, John, if you know about my schedule, yeah. Um, but <laughs> we, we'll, we'll figure something out, so we will. And uh, well done to you. Enjoy Galway for the few nights that you're here, and uh, enjoy the the presence of uh, Druid. Uh, it'll be slightly different for those that saw it in July in the Druid-McLally uh, Theatre as against... Yes. Um, as against the town hall because there'll be a bit of space between them because it was quite tight now in the uh, in the drills oh yeah i quite. think
1: that's only 120 seater is it it's 100, 109, is more like like
0: i think yeah or 500 yeah it's 4, 409 i think in it's 409 in the town hall Line, yeah. Yeah, and I think yeah. it was 106 or something. But man. I
1: tell you what, Keith, we are so excited to bring her home. Like it's, oh, yeah. it's uh, all around the country, like they were roaring, standing, shouting at us with, uh, in Cork, and all over the country. They've we've just had a great month yeah. taking her around the country. So we'll bring her home now tomorrow and and lay her to rest on Saturday. I'll be <laughs> broken hearted.
0: <laughs> you'll have a bit of a hoolie on Saturday night, see? So I'd again. say we will. Yeah. yeah no, I'm, I'm, and I'm telling them now straight up. This is it. If you if you haven't and you have time and you can get tickets, five six nine seven 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 777 uh, thtie or go to the Druid um, box office as well and the Druid Theatre Company and get for the details in there. Anna Healy, I'm delighted and excited uh, talking to you today and thank you so much for joining us on today's programme. That's Anna Healy joining us there. She's ticket person. It is just magical. Try and get a ticket. Black market, white market, no market. Fire ahead and do it. Yeah, the TV series I'm, I'm talking about, and maybe you can help me on this, we don't watch much telly in our house because by the time we get in and get sorted and get all the bits and pieces done and uh, tidied up, we'd watch 45 minutes to an hour of TV. We watched the first season of Smother and the second season of Smother. I don't know what season we're on now, but is, is it just me at my old age or has it gone off the wall? It's more like a series of EastEnders than Smother at this stage. Um, and I love theatre and I love TV and I love good TV and all that goes with it but there's something with the current series or the last series of Smother that's not gelling with me it's just not doing it for me genuinely not doing it for me uh, but maybe somebody can take me out of the doldrums the other thing is uh, Joan's been keeping me busy for the last couple of weekends I used to go to my mom every weekend so she said no um, she's no longer there so she's uh, keeping me quite and busy uh, so she is apparently now going to Castle Bar to see John uh, Morley on Saturday. But um, we went last Sunday with our, our Omniplex um, pass that we have, that we got for Christmas, a three-month pass. We went to a beautiful film called What's Love Got to Do With It? If you want no more than Sonia Kelly's production, indeed. Um, the Last Return, I never even tried to what it made, what it was called. The Last Returns. Um, if you want a good piece of production, a good film, um, What's Love Got to Do With It? is the most beautiful, poignant, bring Tissues um, production you'll come across. It's just beautiful. It's it's worth going to. So you have two choices now. Town Hall Theatre, uh, starting on the 8th, running right through until Saturday, or uh, go to the cinema and go and look at what's love got to do with it. It's absolutely beautiful. Both of them are.
1: Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Click and Collect allows you to
2: collect your order whenever suits you.
1: Good health naturally with Evergreen Health Foods. Kickstart your health journey with Evergreen Health Foods. With eight Galway-based stores, a healthier you is just around the
3: corner.
0: Now, earlier on, we were talking to Anna Healy from the uh, Druid uh, Theatre Company, uh, about Sonia Kelly's uh, The Last Return by Sonia Kelly, and um, Anna Healy was uh, referred to as the ticket person, uh, but Polly from Evergreen is just referred to as Polly today, so she is. Morning to you, how are you?
3: Hello Keith, how
0: are you? Good, thanks for joining us uh, today on the programme. A good few questions in by the way today as well. Any particular fish oils for the brain and concentration? Now they don't say whether it's for an adult or uh, a young person, mm. uh, what would you recommend in that regard?
3: Well, I suppose all fish oils are beneficial for brain concentration, memory, mood, that sort of thing. Um, uh, But there's, I suppose, two main components in any fish oil, um, EPA and DHA. So EPA is the component in fish oil um, that's beneficial for the cholesterol, heart health, um, circulation, that type of thing. And DHA is the component in fish oil, which is beneficial for the brain Um, for concentration and memory and things like that. So if you go into evergreen health foods and you're thinking of a fish oil in terms of the brain, ask the assistant for one which is higher or high in DHA. Um, Interestingly, like you just said there, um, for children or adults, um, the ones for children and the fish oils for pregnancy often are much, much higher in DHA because it's beneficial for the developing brain. So again,
0: just ask for... What Polly said on the, on the wireless is yeah. the best, best way to go about it. Um, a lot of talk too, by the way, about um, vitamin K2 now. Um, what is um, vitamin K2?
3: Well, um, yeah, there is a lot of talk about vitamin K2. And as far as I can ascertain, it's to do with calcium absorption into the bone. So vitamin K2, it helps to get calcium in into the bone which in turn discourages kind of free flowing calcium that could get into the arteries or things like that because obviously calcium is a very very good thing in the right place in the bones Um, But if it's allowed to kind of accumulate and there's too much kind of bad calciums, it can kind of collect around the arteries and it can form into things like kidney stones. So that's where vitamin K2 comes in. It's Mm -hmm. what we call a cofactor to calcium and it helps to get calcium where it should be into the bone.
0: Which is a good thing. And as you get older, then I take it you would be kind of pushing this towards older people that if they're...
3: Yeah, and people who have maybe been told that they have low bone density, they've had a DEXA scan and they've been told that they need to up their calciums. And what I would say to those people as well is um, come into Evergreen and get a calcium which is um, made from food sources so that it's easy to digest and it's easy to absorb and it's easy to get into the bone... And if anybody's worried about uh, kind of what foods calcium is high in, you know, it's very high in your vegetarian foods as well. Things like chickpeas and kidney beans and Brazil nuts and things like that. So you can Mm -hmm. always get calcium in your diet as well.
0: Um, Somebody else wants to know, what is good for gout? Uh, This, I believe, is quite a painful condition.
3: Yeah, like an inflammatory type of an arthritis that can often just affect you in terms of having like swollen fingers or swollen toes and things like that. So, it's more likely, you're more likely to have gout if maybe you're overweight or eating a lot of proteins or if you're dehydrated. So, the first thing you can do straight off the bat is try and kind of address the hydration issue and just get yourself hydrated. It's difficult, I think, to say to people, okay, drink one litre or two litres or anything like that. But what I often say to people is just drink one cup of water, a teacup of water every hour. Um, that you're awake say from like nine to five and and that should be sufficient to get your hydration levels back up. And the second thing you can do then if you have gout is you can kind of watch your proteins and what we say to people is reduce the purines in your diet. So when your body breaks down purines it leaves behind uric acid and it's when uric acid accumulates in the joints and the fingers and toes that it starts to cause that pain. So purine rich foods Uh, Things like, often meats, bacon, turkey, strong meats like uh, veal or venison, and fish actually, sardines, herring, shellfish, trout, they all uh, produce uric acid in the body, but not fish oils. Fish oils are okay.
0: Mm, Interesting. Yeah. Interesting, it really is. Um, My grandchild isn't eating. Have you anything in Evergreen to help? I'd say there's a a house in the country that hasn't come across this.
3: Yeah, and often that can happen to children when they're kind of two, three years old, I think, typically. Um, So what we do have is a really good liquid multivitamin that you can get for children and, and toddlers, and it's made from foods, but it's also made from herbs, and the herbs it's made from are called digestive bitters, and they're herbs like nettle or fennel or watercress and things like that, but this multivitamin, it doesn't taste bitter, Uh, It tastes lovely and sweet and fruity, but there are digestive bitters in it. And what digestive bitters do is they do two things. They can stimulate the appetite a little bit uh, to make the child hopefully feel more hungry and be more inclined to eat something, but they can uh, also just improve digestion overall. So Mm. it would help in two ways.
0: Um, I'm having a visitor to my house who is celiac. Uh, What can I give her? Again, that's... Mm. Just be careful what you're. Yeah, definitely.
3: Here. And anybody who's listening is unsure what celiac is. It's a bad allergy, a really bad allergy to to gluten, and that's the protein that's in wheat and rye and barley and spelt. So flour, yeah, anything with conventional flour in it wouldn't be suitable for this person. So um you know again celiac it's it's uh, an autoimmune disease of the small intestine it's a proper proper allergy so be as aware as well that even if this person has one crumb of bread or one tiny pinch of flour it could make them feel really unwell so mm-hmm. if i was in that situation i would probably uh, buy a few bits uh, like gluten-free biscuits gluten-free cake maybe gluten-free pasta and pasta sauces which we have in evergreen they're all really really nice these days and I would probably keep them packaged in the kitchen so that the person could see, um, you know, that we're taking them from the packet, they haven't been contaminated yeah, in any way.
0: Maybe a small little sealed box or box something. Exactly. Boxes yeah, the, the exactly. The uh, again, that would be celiac. Uh, just when you go back, last week you spoke of magnesium. Mm. I don't know about you, but the last time we were on with us two weeks ago, magnesium, but somebody was on to me about why should they take magnesium? Now, you said you, yeah. you give reasons for taking magnesium. Like, well,
3: the majority of people in Ireland statistically are deficient in it. And if you're deficient in it, you might be, say, suffering from a few of these things. You might be having insomnia. You might be having cramps or restless legs in the night. Uh, you might be feeling like unduly anxious. And you might maybe have. Uh, regular headaches or regular migraines. So th- those kind of symptoms would be a reason to look at your magnesium levels and maybe consider taking a magnesium supplement.
0: Or pop into any of the evergreens and have a chat with the team uh, from there. Why they rang me? And I didn't know the person <laughs> at all. Why they rang me after the programme one day last week wondering why should they take magnesium? I actually sent. I said go to Polly <laughs> Yeah, a ringer there's there's a mobile number where you go <laughs> uh, but yeah it's strange that they're asking me all these questions but anyway um, Polly thanks a for joining us uh, today and if you want to get further details on anything that we've spoken about that, that vitamin K2 the gout situation there uh, a grandchild that's not eating or having a celiac come into your home as well uh, pop in to uh, the team in Evergreen thanks Polly for popping into to us uh, today quick commercial break we're back we're going to the GTI after this stay tuned for that and more to come
1: Good Health Naturally with Evergreen Health Foods a world of natural health awaits at your local evergreen health store and online at evergreen.ie
0: galway talks in association with tesco find our award-winning irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie Hey, very good morning to you, Keith. Good morning. Please uh, ask the powers that be when will the new line road in Athlone town be completed? It's a serious accident waiting to happen. The bridge at the end of the new line was made one way uh, to traffic a while ago. Uh, folks are under the impression that the whole of the new line road uh, is all one way. When in fact, it starts the bridge. No sign to indicate the start of uh, one way system. I live in the state on this road, and when I put to, uh, when I turn right. Out of my estate, I cannot tell you how many head-on collisions I've escaped. Uh, Bad and all as the bridge was when it was open at two-way traffic, it was safer than now. And I hope and pray that uh, people put up signs there as well, uh, because it's a disgrace what is going on out there. Uh, So if we could, and that comes to Derek, she said, have a nice day. Derek, thank you indeed uh, for that. Uh, Other calls coming in today, Keith, no regulation either, uh, this uh, caller said, uh, for uh, cutting down trees either. That's not been properly uh, schooled. And, uh, Keith, it might be people's private property, uh, but there are laws as well in relation to that. And, uh, Keith, this caller said, um, you mentioned breaking the law a few times, uh, this caller said. Well, the greenway planned for Ballin is illegal also, so please... Uh, Keith, good morning to you. I'm I'm at risk of um, losing my home. My landlord is putting my rent up by €600 a month, which I simply cannot afford. I get HAP and I'm a full-time carer. I also have four other children as well. My eldest has complex needs. What do I do in a case like that? Uh, Will you give John a call on that if you don't mind? Can we do something on that uh, with you? Uh, So if you can give John a call, uh, please do so. 091-7700. Uh, 7 7 from there Don't forget tomorrow morning by the way we have a special programme on International Women's Day so we have a special programme on International Women's Day uh, tomorrow morning live from uh, Studio One here and we have a full list of speakers and guests joining us uh, so we look forward to that and on the telephone line today coming in on the right hand side and uh, Keith ask uh, Polly what uh, causes uh, a trigger finger and how it can be treated and uh, Keith uh, just call herself I'm back again Keith Just want to say, I will go to two cathedrals in Galway if I can find a mosque. If I can find a mosque, I will go there and wish we all have the worst weather imaginable this Patrick's Day. What's that about? I'm back again, Keith. Just want to say, I will go to two cathedrals in Galway and if I can find a mosque, I'll go there too and wish we will all have the worst weather imaginable this Patrick's Day. What's wrong with you? What is wrong? And, uh, Keith, I hope the heavens opens on St. Patrick's Day. It should be for the kids. I think it's disgusting that a man can dress up in green and gyrated young children, which I think is perverted. Also, it's no accident that our last two ministers were gay. I do not care if I'm accused of hate crime, and I know there are plenty who will agree with me. Uh, Keith, it's great to hear a man like Michael Fitzmaurice defending our turf cutting. I'm glad somebody is speaking up from there. And, uh, Keith, also, can you... Um, can you find out from the Minister of Finance why and when it's going to lodge a few thousand euro in the credit union or the bank as you're asked to where you get you get the money? Can you find out from the Minister of Finance why it is that when you go to lodge a few thousand euro in the credit union or the bank, they ask you where it, where you got it. it? That's to do with money laundering. I don't have the problem, but it's to do with money laundering. Also, can you ask... Um, can you wire millions to someone online with no questions asked but you can not go into a bank or a credit union and just uh, drop money into it And another call said some of the people uh, you're promoting not are not cutting turf and they do not realise that people in the countryside depend on turf, it's cheaper uh, fuel and it's uh, very thorough from there and uh, Keith um, you would want to be very careful with the comments being made about turf why? we balanced it up from there uh, Jerry Coffey would want to stop, the scholar said. And um, yeah, I see what he, he did mention during the interview there that he'd love to lease his mom's household, but she's in a home. And this person said, cop himself on, a little more respect for his mother. He does have respect for his mother. He's just talking about the crisis that we're in currently. And uh, Jerry Coffey's a good guy. So look at, I said the same thing about our situation that ended two weeks ago. So look at, I'm a resident in Galway. This morning I was standing at Russian's Bay at the lights and this guy jogging past me, spat on the ground and it went right into my face uh, with the wind. It is disgusting. I called to him and he just ignored me. This has happened to me a couple of times and this is just ridiculous, this caller said. And uh, Keith, my daughter, will be thrown out of her home after 17 years of negligence of the government. And the pressure that the government is putting on the landlords is unreal. So I'm just so mad from there. Now, I have to go to my next guest because um, I'm joined by Geraldine Gibbons, who's principal of the GTI. And her colleague joins us as well here. And we're looking at an open day when it comes to uh, the GTI. And Geraldine, good morning to you. We love to throw you in at the deep end fairly quickly. So we do, Geraldine. So I'm going to put up your microphone there and get it. And if you want to get further details, what you need to do is just get yourself a pen. Geraldine, morning to you. Good
4: morning. Hi, I'll
0: Keith. Pull you in there if you don't mind altogether. Uh, you're having your open day for 2023, and I'm looking at them again. You really and truly have a full, full crew there, haven't you?
4: Yeah, we have actually. We're just after racing across town from what is. Um, wonderfully today a very busy gti it's just super um so we have had already hundreds of people through the door this morning um and we are delighted as i say to be back operating face to face in person I and mean, opening the doors and welcoming people in keith it's what we do best and it it's what we enjoy doing most i have to say
0: it is alison ward uh, It's up to me as well alison can i pull you into um this, this one here beside you, if you don't mind there, if you can reach it up there. Um, thank you indeed for joining us uh, today. You have um, 10 new programmes for Autumn uh, 2023 and you have so many other um, courses that people can do there, Alison, as well.
2: Good morning, Keith. Hi, thanks very much. Yes, we have a wide range of courses across 10 departments in GTI, so we cater, I think, for all types of students. Um, we have s- courses across business, social studies, engineering, construction. We have the vocationally oriented ones, the, um, we have dog grooming, new last year, we mm-hmm. have uh, beauty, hairdressing, office administration, so we have a wide range of courses, many of them focused on progression and you know about 50% focused on the workplace.
0: And again Geraldine, um, who are you trying to get in, so they can get there between 9 o'clock and 4 o'clock, so we're halfway there now, uh, there's, there's four hours left, um, who are you trying to target, excuse me?
4: Well. Keith, I don't know, I suppose as you're aware, the whole further education sector is really going through a a boom at the moment, Um, so thanks I suppose in no small part to uh, Minister Harris um, in in putting further education really where it deserves to be, right there beside the Higher Education Authority. So I think one of the differentiations between higher and further education is that further education focuses on people. Uh, Obviously, we have the curriculum, we have the programs, we have all of the programs that are relevant in, in today's world. But what we really want to focus on is people, Keith, and helping people actually discover what their goals are, where they want to go, what they want to achieve. And one of the biggest things, I think, in further education that we focus on is we look at the transversal skills, And we look at the world today requires a whole blend of skills, not necessarily all about technical knowledge, but basically being able to work your way in this, what is a very complex world.
0: I I did say to uh, Orla Flynn and Kieran Hogarth in the college, um, both presidents, that Simon Harris actually gets uh, education, Mm. so he does, but he can see the benefit of funding the likes of GTI and GRETB um, because that's the conduit then that'll bring the people into third level uh, you know and that's and that's how it works really isn't it
4: absolutely and that's why we're reaching out really to to anybody who's considering looking at their options um, specifically today i suppose we're having an awful lot of leaving cert students uh, those who are looking at immediate kind of movement and transition come this autumn but we have a wide range of students in terms of our student profile in GTI and that's expanding and changing all of the time
0: Absolutely, but Alison, isn't it good that leaving certs are looking at uh, GTI um, rather than taking the big leap into college? Um, it really is a progression. Um, if they go to GTI and then they can mm. assess then what they do from there. But yeah. it's good to see them coming in their numbers. Yes,
2: absolutely. It's, it's you know GTI is like a stepping stone and provides a foundation for leaving cert students. And a large proportion of them are unsure about what career choices they may you know wish to make at seventeen, eighteen years of age.
0: It's not easy to know what to do at seventeen.
2: No. 18. So, you know, a a course in GTI, um, you know, provides upskilling. It also provides students with that space away from the pressure of leaving CERT, Mm -hmm. which gives them an opportunity to check out different courses, different career areas, make more informed careers choices, get a taster of a a vocational area, and certainly, you know, to make that, you know, decision in a more mature space. Mm
0: -hmm so between now and four o'clock there'll be no rest for the wicket uh, so there will this to uh, Geraldine I'm not seeing your wicket <laughs> I won't comment on Alison <laughs> but uh, it's, it's going to be if, if the numbers keep coming the way they are it's going to be busy
4: yeah it's really really busy at the moment and as I say you know we weren't quite sure I suppose in terms of this time of the year and you know when on-site activities haven't been so much to the forefront but really you can see that The demand and the interest level is out there, Keith, and I think it's more and more so coming to the forefront of people's minds that there are choices, Mm. and that is the main thing that we focus on, is being able to actually present alternative choices to people. Uh, We live in a democratic society, choice is what it's all about, and there are now so many different routes of entry to all kinds of things. Um, and. Really and truly, that's why we encourage people to come and talk to us, not only today, Keith, but at any stage, um, our doors are open.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you can adjust as well. You can adjust mm. to suit, you know, if you have a cohort of people who want to become airline pilots. I guarantee you'd pull it together.
2: Mm. Well, we do our best, for sure.
0: <laughs> thought, yeah. Sorry, Alison, you wanted to come in there.
2: I was just going to men- mention, you know, a little bit more on the progression pathways. Um, so last year when we look at our you know our statistics about fifty percent of our students will want to enter the workplace and about fifty percent will go on to progression
3: wow. and
2: um we have you know amazing success I think in that route for example last year eighty three percent of our students who actually applied to the CAO received an offer of a level eight program third level
0: that's a, that's a, that's a good
2: huge and that is just you know live statistics from the CAO from 2022 and a further forty six percent received an offer of a level seven or six so uh, any student who applied on the basis of QQI who wanted to go to 3rd level last year from GTI received a place.
0: Mm. How many students do you roughly have in in, in term now? So
4: in full time we would have approximately a thousand students. Would you have? Yeah. And then part time again we'd have somewhere in the region of about 1200 and our part time provision runs three days a week, um, Monday to Wednesday evenings, really, really busy. Um, It has come back, I suppose, so strong since everything moved online for a period of time. But there's a huge demand out there and there's uh, a huge level of interest from people in exploring all kinds of options at this point in time. And I think as well as that, just to mention, in terms of the progression pathways that are available mm-hmm. there, there are fantastic routes of entry. But the year in GTI or taking a year there, um, you know, directly after leaving Search, it just provides so much more than just gaining skills. It mm. provides an opportunity for learners to really focus on some of the skills that they require in order to, to succeed. So, what we see is not only do students progress, but they progress and they succeed when they go to third level.
0: Can I quickly ask you just in mom and dad might be pushing them to go to third level, they want to go to GTI. Can they accept and defer in a college or can they apply? Can they go to GTI, not go to the CAO now, go to GTI, make a decision then and go in the following year?
4: Absolutely, yes. So a deferral is always an, an option for students and now more than ever, I suppose, with the accommodation crisis, which is a probably a, a conversation for another day, but people really need to focus on, you know, um, when the right time is for mm. them to make those critical big step moves And it is a big step move into a third level um, institution because obviously you're into a much bigger, broader spectrum. Uh, Whereas at GTI, we will give you the skills in order to be able to make that step step with confidence
0: I think alright if you want to go and um, Alison thank you for popping into us today and Geraldine thank you for popping Thanks into you. us today if you want to uh, get further details just uh, pop into the GTI uh, between 9 and 4 and the helicopter's waiting outside to bring you straight down again so it is <laughs> uh, to the helicopter we needed to get you here today uh, but thank you indeed uh, for joining us uh, today Geraldine and uh, Alison the details go to the GTI just on Father Griffin Road you can't miss it and uh, get uh, further details from there just coming tomorrow morning of the programme uh, we have International Women's Day tomorrow and we're going to be joined in studio by a number of people uh, tomorrow including um, sally Ann Barris, Lorraine Lally Councillor Mary Holt Councillor Eileen Mannion uh, we're going to have uh, people from the Governor Right Crisis Centre and all over the place uh, tomorrow morning including uh, we're going to have some music as well from some leading females joining us and we'll be joined from a business point of view by Joanne uh, Kluski, Deirdre McHugh and Louise Creevey. And uh, we'll also be joined by Cathy Connolly and um, Gillian louis from Cope Galway and Catherine Emerson from Galway Samaritans. So we have a full programme tomorrow morning. Uh, We'll be here right through from 9 o'clock onwards. If you want to get in contact with us, comments at galwaybfm.ie is where you can need to get to. But from you, Judy keith and John Morley who produced uh, today and uh, Aina who assisted and Siobhan who took your comments. And we'll join you live from Studio One tomorrow morning. Have yourselves a good and a very safe Tuesday. Bye-bye.
1: Talks
2: in association with Tesco click and collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you